Chapter Nineteen of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gloria Begaman, Somerville, South Carolina. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Nineteen: The New First Lieutenant when the boat of the revenge was pulled back to that vessel bonnet did not go in it it was blackbeard who sat in the stern and held the tiller while one of his own men sat by him when blackbeard stepped on deck he announced much to the delight of the crew and the consternation of paul bittern that the revenge now belonged to him and that all the crew who were fit to be kept on board such a fine vessel would be retained and that he himself for the present at least would take command of the ship would haul down that brand new bit of woman's work at the masthead and fly in its place his own black ragged jolly roger dreaded wherever seen upon the sea at this a shout went up from the crew the heart of every scoundrel among them swelled with joy at the idea of sailing fighting and pillaging under the bloody blackbeard but the sailing-master stood aghast he had known very well what was going to happen he had talked it all over in the town with blackbeard he had drunk in fiery brandy to the success of the scheme and he had believed without a doubt that he was to command the revenge when bonnet should be deposed and now where was he where did he stand trembling a little he approached blackbeard and as for me he asked am i to command your old vessel you roared blackbeard making as if he would jump upon him you you may fall too and bend your back with the others in the forecastle, or you can jump overboard if you like my quartermaster richards now commands my old vessel presently i shall go over and settle things on that bark but first i shall step down into the cabin and see what rare good things sir nightcap the sugar planter has prepared for me with this he went below followed by the man he had brought with him it was dickory half dazed by what he had heard who now stepped up to Paul Bittern. The latter, his countenance blacker than it had ever been before, first scowled at him, but in a moment the ferocity left his glance. Oh, ho, he said, here's a pretty pickle for me and you, as well as for Bonnet and the Scotchman. Do you suppose, exclaimed Dickory, that what he says is true? that he has stolen this ship from captain bonnet and that he has taken it for his own suppose sneered the other i know it he has stolen from me as well as from bonnet i should have commanded this ship and i had made all my plans to do it when i got here then you are as great a rascal said dickory as that vile pirate down below just as great said bittern the only difference being that he has won everything while i have lost everything what are we to do asked dickory i cannot stay here and i am sure you will not want to now while he is below can we not slip overboard and swim ashore 
i am sure i could do it black paul grinned grimly but where should we swim to he said on the coast of honduras there is no safety for a man who flees from blackbeard but keep your tongue close he is coming the moment blackbeard put his foot upon the deck he began to roar out his general orders i go over to the bark he said and shall put my mate here in charge of her after that i go to my own vessel and when i have settled matters there i will return to this fine ship where i shall strut about the quarter-deck and live like a prince at sea now look ye youngster what is your name charter replied dickory grimly well then charter the pirate continued i shall leave you in charge of this vessel until i come back which will be before dark me exclaimed dickory in amazement yes you said the pirate i am sure you don't know anything about a ship any more than your master did but he got on very well and so may you and now remember your head shall pay for it if everything is not the same when i come back as it is now thereupon this man of piratical business was rowed to the bark quite satisfied that he left behind him no one who would have the power to tamper with his interests he knew the crew having bound most of them to him on the preceding night and he trusted every one of them to obey the man he had set over them and no other as dickory would have no orders to give there would be no need of obedience and black paul would have no chance to interfere with anything when bonnet had been left by blackbeard who having said all he had to say hurried up the companionway to attend to the rest of his plans the stately naval officer who had so recently occupied the bench by the table shrunk into a frightened farmer gazing blankly at ben greenway think you ben he said in half a voice that this is one of that man's jokes i have heard that he has a fearful taste for horrid jokes the scotchman shook his head joke master bonnet he exclaimed it is no joke he has taen your ship from ye he has taen from ye your sword your pistols and your wicked black flag and he has made evil impossible to ye he has taen from ye the shame and the wretched wickedness o being a pirate think o that master bonnet ye are no longer a pirate that most devilish o all demons has preserved the rest o your life from the dishonor and the infamy which ye were laboring to heap upon it ye are a poor mon now master bonnet that beelzebub will strip ye everything ye had all your riches shall be his ye can no longer afford to be a pirate ye will be compelled to be an honest mon and i tell ye that my soul lifteth itself in thanksgiving and my heart is happier than it has been since that fearsome day when ye went on board your vessel at bridgetown ben said bonnet it is hard and it is cruel that in this the time of my great trouble you turn upon me i have been robbed i have been ruined my life is of no more use to me and you ben greenway 
revile me while i am prostrate revile said the scotchman i glory i rejoice ye hae been converted ye hae been changed ye hae been snatched from the jaws o hell moreover master bonnet my soul was rejoiced even before that master dale came to set ye free from your toils to look upon ye and see that although ye called yourself a pirate ye were no like ain o' these black-hearted cutthroats ye were never as wicked master bonnet as ye said ye were you are mistaken groaned bonnet i tell you ben greenway you are mistaken i am just as wicked as i ever was and i was very wicked as you should admit knowing what i have done oh ben ben is it true that i shall never go on board my good ship again and with this he spread his arms upon the table and laid his head upon them he felt as if his career was ended and his heart broken ben greenway said no more to comfort him but at that moment he himself was the happiest man on the caribbean sea he seated himself in the little dirty cabin and his soul saw visions he saw his master deprived of all his belongings and with them of every taint of piracy and put on shore accompanied of course by his faithful servant he saw a ship sail perhaps soon perhaps later for jamaica he saw the blithe mistress kate her soul no longer sorrowing for an erring father come on board that vessel and sail with him for good old bridgetown he saw everything explained everything forgotten he saw before the dear old family a life of happiness perhaps he saw the funeral of madame bonnet and better than all he saw the pirate dead the good man revived again to be sure he did not see dickory charter returning to his old home with his mother for he could not know what blackbeard was going to do with that young fellow but as dickory had thought of him when he had escaped with kate from the revenge so thought he now of dickory there were so many other important things which bore upon the situation that he was not able even to consider the young fellow it did not take very long for a man of practical devilishness such as blackbeard was to finish the business which had called him away and he soon reappeared in the cabin ho there good sir nightcap and i may freely call you that since now i own you uniform cocked hat title and everything else don't cry yourself to sleep like a baby when its toys are taken away from it but wake up i have a bit of liking for you and i believe that that is because you are clean not having that virtue myself i admire it the more in others and i thank you from my inmost soul wherever that may be for having provided such comely quarters and such fair accommodations for me while i shall please to sail the revenge but i shall not condemn you to idleness and cankering thoughts my bold blusterer 
my terror of the sea my harrier of the coast my flaunter of the jolly roger washed clean in the tub with soap i shall give you work to do which shall better suit you than the troublesome trade you've been trying to learn you write well and read i know that my good sir nightcap and moreover you are a fair hand at figures i have great work before me in landing and selling the fine cargoes you have brought me and in counting and dividing the treasure you have locked in your iron-bound chests and you shall attend to all that my reformed cut-throat my regenerated sea-robber you shall have a room of your own where you can take off that brave uniform and where you can do your work and keep your accounts and so shall be happier than you ever were before feeling that you are in your right place to all this steed bonnet did not answer a word he did not even raise his head and now for you my chaplain said blackbeard suddenly turning toward ben greenway what would you like would it suit you better to go overboard or to conduct prayers for my pious crew i would stay with my master said the scotchman quietly the pirate looked steadily at greenway ho ho said he you are a sturdy fellow and have a mind to speak from being so stiff yourself you may be able to stiffen a little this rag of a master of yours and help him to understand the work he has to do which he will bravely do i ween when he finds that to be my clerk is his career ha ha sir nightcap the pirate of the pen and ink deeply sunk these words into steed bonnet's heart but he made no sign when blackbeard went back to the revenge he took with him all of his own effects which he cared for and he also took the ex-pirate's uniform cocked hat and sword i may have use for them he said and my clerk can wear common clothes like common people when her new commander reached the revenge dickory immediately approached him and earnestly besought him that he might be sent to join captain bonnet and ben greenway they are my friends said dickory and i have none here and i have brought a message to captain bonnet from his daughter and it is urgently necessary that i return with one from him to her i must instantly endeavor to find a ship which is bound for jamaica and sail upon her i have nothing to do with this ship having come on board of her simply to carry my message and it behooves me that i return quickly to those who sent me else injury may come of it i like your speech my boy i like your speech cried blackbeard and he roared out a big laugh urgently necessary you must do this you must do that it is so long since i have heard such words that they will come to me like wine from a cool vault at this dickory flushed hot but he shut his mouth you are a brave fellow cried blackbeard and above the common you are above the common there is that in your eye that could never be seen in the eye of a sugar planter you will make a good pirate pirate cried dickory losing all sense of prudence i would sooner be a wild 
beast in the forest than to be a pirate blackbeard laughed loudly a good fellow a brave fellow he cried no man who has not the soul of a pirate within him could stand on his legs and speak those words to me sail to jamaica to carry messages to girls never you shall stay with me you shall be a pirate you shall be the head of all the pirates when i give up the business and take to sugar planting ha ha when i take to sugar planting and merrily make my own good rum dickory was dismayed but captain blackbeard he said with more deference than before i cannot cannot shouted the pirate you lie you can say not cannot to me you can do anything i tell you and do it you shall and now i am going to put you in your place and see that you hold it and fill it and if you please me not you carry no more messages in this world nor receive them charter i now make you the first officer of the revenge under me you cannot be mate because you know nothing of sailing a ship and besides no mate nor any quartermaster is worthy to array himself as i shall array you i make you first lieutenant and you shall wear the uniform and the cocked hat which sir nightcap hath no further use for with that he went forward to speak to some of the men leaving dickory standing speechless with the expression of an infuriated idiot black paul stepped up to him how now youngster said the ex-sailing master first officer eh if you look sharp you may find yourself in fine feather no i will not answered dickory i will have nothing to do with this black pirate i will not serve under him i will not take charge of anything for him i am ashamed to talk with him to be on the same ship with him i serve good people the best and noblest in the world and i will not enter any service under him hold ye hold ye said black paul you will not serve the good people you speak of by going overboard with a bullet in your head think of that youngster it is a poor way of helping your friends by quitting the world and leaving them in the lurch at this moment blackbeard returned and when he saw bittern he roared at him out of that you sea-cat and if i see you again speaking to my lieutenant i'll slash your ears for you in the next boat which leaves this ship i shall send you to one of the others i will have no sneaking schemer on board the revenge get ye forward get ye forward or i shall help ye with my cutlass and the man who had safely brought two good ships richly laden into the harbor of belize and who had given blackbeard the information which made him understand the character of captain bonnet and how easy it would be to take possession of his person and his vessels and who had done everything in his power to enable the black-hearted pirate to secure to himself bonnet's property and crews and who had only asked in return an actual command where before he had commanded in fact though not in name fled away from the false confederate to whom he had just given wealth and increased prestige the last words of the unfortunate bittern sunk quickly and deeply into the heart of dickory 
if he should really go overboard with a bullet in his brain farewell to kate bonnet farewell to his mother he was yet a very young man and it had been but a little while since he had been wandering barefooted over the ships at bridgetown selling the fruit of his mother's little farm since that he had loved and lived so long that he could not calculate the period and now he was a man and stood trembling at the point where he was to decide to begin life as a pirate or end everything before blackbeard had turned his lowering visage from his retreating benefactor dickory had decided that whatever might happen he would not of his own free will leave life and fair kate bonnet and so you are to be my first lieutenant said blackbeard his face relaxing i am glad of that there was nothing needed on this ship but a decent man i have put one on my old vessel and if there were another to be found in the gulf of honduras i'd clap him on that goodly bark now sir down to your berth and don your naval finery you're always to wear it you're not fit to wear the clothes of a real sailor and i have no landsman's toggery on this ship dickory bowed he could not speak and went below when next he appeared on deck he wore the ex-captain bonnet's uniform and the tall plumed hat it is for kate's sweet sake he said to himself as he mounted the companionway for her sake i'd wear anything i'd do anything if only i may see her again when the new first lieutenant showed himself upon the quarter-deck there was a general howl from the crew and peal after peal of derisive laughter rent the air then blackbeard stepped quietly forward and ordered eight of the jeerers to be strung up and flogged i would like you all to remember said the master pirate that when i appoint an officer on this ship there is to be no sneering at him nor any want of respect and it strikes me that i shall not have to say anything more on the subject to this precious crew at any rate the next day lively times began on board the two rich prizes which the pirate blackbeard had lately taken there had been scarcely more hard work and excitement cursing and swearing when the rich freight had been taken from the merchantman which had originally carried it poor bonnet's pen worked hard at lists and calculations for blackbeard was a practical man and not disposed to loose and liberal dealings with either his men or the trade folk ashore at times the troubled and harassed mind of the former captain of the revenge would have given way under the strain had not ben greenway stayed bravely by him who although a slow accountant was sure and a great help to one who in these times of hurry and flurry was extremely rapid and equally uncertain blackbeard was everywhere anxious to complete the unloading and disposal of his goods before the weather changed but wherever he went he remembered that upon the quarter-deck of his fine new ship the revenge there was one who knowing nothing of nautical matters was above all suspicion of nautical interferences and who although having no authority represented the most powerful nautical commander in all those seas
End of chapter 19